Well, good evening. Uh, it's a joy to be back to Fairview Memorial again tonight and to see all of you who've come. As a member of this church, I want to say to you how much we appreciate your support that you've given to us, not only tonight, but uh, through the many years that we've been maintaining this winter Bible study. I know some of you have driven a long ways, and uh, we appreciate uh, your efforts in supporting the study of God's Word. I feel the need of your prayers tonight. <clears throat> My voice is not as good as it used to be, and uh, but I'm going to do the best that I can uh, to speak loud enough that you can hear me and understand what I'm saying. Please pray for me as uh, I stand before you. And I do want to thank the committee again for uh, inviting me to present a lesson. Uh, I feel uh, very much the need of the help of God, and uh, so please pray for me. Uh, my lesson tonight is entitled... Athalia, and uh, Brother Cole read a few moments ago uh, concerning a virtuous woman. Well, Athalia was a non-virtuous woman. Uh, she was very wicked, and uh, we hear a lot about Jezebel, and Brother Curtis, I'm going to try to stay off of it all I can. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, this woman was worse than Jezebel was. And uh, I hope uh, that I can bring some of this out uh, so that it will be beneficial and helpful. In our study tonight, we're going to look at who Athaliah was. And we're going to look at some of her behavior and conduct. And... Uh, she is uh, the only queen uh, that ruled as a queen uh, in Israel. Uh, she uh, will have some more to say about that in a few minutes ago. Of course, every king, his wife, was considered to be a queen. But this woman, she... Uh, uh, she was able to maneuver herself into a position to where she could rule uh, in Judah. And um, um, we will discover some of the reasons why that she was as wicked uh, as she was. And... Uh, uh, she, uh, the example that was set before her uh, was not a good example at all. And she followed in the, the ways of those wicked people who uh, brought her up, who raised her. 
And uh, we will find out she had a very devious mind. Uh, so um, in uh, Second Chronicles chapter 21 and 22, uh, we, will, uh, we will find some things. I'm not going to read that now. Uh, but uh, I want to give you some of the familiar history. Now, you, you will already know this, but I feel like it's important uh, to the things that I'm going to say a little bit later on. Uh, all of you know the history of, of the nation of Israel. Uh, when it first was established, uh, it was a theocracy. God was the king, and uh, the children of Israel were uh, his subjects. Uh, they were known as the children of God. And uh, it wasn't long, though, until they looked around and they saw the other nations, and uh, they had uh, men as kings. And so they said, we want a king also. And so... It was not uh, uh, pleasing to the Lord, but he allowed them to have a, a, a king. And, uh, you know, we do things lots of times. The Lord allows us to do things that are not pleasing to him. Uh, he could keep us from it, but we are free agents. And the Lord allows us to do what uh, we want to do. Uh, and uh, so uh, they, of course, chose Saul to be their first king. That didn't work out too good. And uh, so the Lord, uh, he uh, deposed him, took the kingdom away from him. Uh, and he gave it to David. Now, David was a good king. Uh, there was one discretion in his life that was really bad. Uh, but uh, all of us have made mistakes too, haven't we? And uh, so God chastised him, and he uh, forgave him when he repented and asked for it. And so... The Lord made David a promise, and that promise was uh, that there would not fail a man uh, to sit upon his throne. And uh, so just keep that in mind. We will talk a little bit more about that uh, in a little bit. Uh, but anyway, when David died, of course, Solomon became king. And when Solomon died, he had two sons, and they divided the kingdom. Uh, there was Jeroboam, he was, uh, became the king of the ten northern tribes, and Jeroboam became the king of the southern tribes. Uh, and uh, so uh, that's a little bit of the, of the background uh, leading up to close to where we're going to begin tonight. Now, the uh, fifth king, I believe it was, was named uh, 
uh, Omri. Now, uh, I'm starting out with him because he was Athaliah's grandfather. So that's where we're going to start. Uh, and so Omri, he was the sixth king. I said the fifth, but he was the sixth king. And uh, so uh, uh, in the northern kingdom. And uh, um, let's see. Let me find my place. No. Uh, she was the granddaughter, as I said, of Omri. Now, there, there's one place in the scripture where she is called the daughter of Omri. And in another place, she's called the daughter of Ahab. So uh, I looked that up. And in the Hebrew, the word that was translated uh, daughter and granddaughter was the same word and it meant it meant a descendant so she was a descendant of uh, Omri and also a descendant of Ahab so I wanted to explain that uh, you may in reading this you may ever run across that uh, so Anyway, uh, she grew up uh, in the house of, uh, of uh, Ahab and Jezebel. We'll get a little more of that in a minute. Um, the northern kingdom, she was in the northern kingdom. Uh, Ahab was, he was uh, the seventh king. And uh, so, after uh, after uh, Omri, then there was um, two other kings. Uh, one of them uh, killed the other one, and uh, his kingdom only lasted seven days. His name was uh, Zimri. I could take the time and read all this, but I've got all of the scripture references in my lesson. I've tried to document what I'm saying well uh, because um, I was afraid that I might uh, not get it all in that I wanted to get in, and then you can take this and you can study it for yourself. But anyway, after, after Zimri was, uh, was uh, uh, killed, why half the people wanted to make Timna the king, and the other half wanted to make Omri the king. And uh, so Omri prevailed and uh, became the king of the ten northern tribes. I got a, maybe some of that uh, ahead of what I should have, but anyway. Now, Omri, uh, he reigned six years in Tezra, after which he bought the hill of Samaria from Shemer for two talents of silver. And uh, 
I found one reference that said that that was about $3,900. I found another reference that said it was about $10,000. So I don't know which one it was. But anyway, uh, he bought the hill and he built the city of Samaria. Uh, and it became known as Omri's dynasty. Uh, and it also became the capital of Palestine. So uh, the bad thing about this great success that Omri had uh, is stated in 1 Kings 16.25. And it says, But Omri wrought evil in the sight of the Lord and did worse than all that were before him. Uh, he set a very bad example for those who would follow after him. He reigned 12 years and he slept with his father. And, and he was buried in Samaria. And Ahab, his son, began to reign in his stead. And uh, Ahab, he reigned 22 years. And the same thing is said of him that was said of his father. And uh, that's recorded in 1 Kings 16, 29 and 30. And it says, And Ahab, son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. So they did not improve but really, they degenerated, you know. They got worse as the further they went. So, uh, and then uh, the Bible tells us that it came to pass. Now, this is not, you know, this is not fiction. This is the Word of God. Amen. This actually took place. And uh, it said it came to pass as if it had been a light thing to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, that was the first king of the northern kingdom, he said, Ahab took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethbel, king of the Zidonians, and went and worshipped and served Baal. So it's kind of interesting to me now, Jezebel, um, um, she was a Phoenician. She was not a Hebrew. She was a Phoenician. And uh, they were also called Zidonians. And she was a champion of Baal worship. Um, so... Brother Curtis will share with you some things about Jezebel and, and uh, the worship of Baal, I'm sure, so I won't go into that. Um, Jezebel led King uh, Ahab the king and Israel into gross immoralities, heathen uh, and idol and pagan worship. Um, and this is what the scripture says to confirm that statement. But there was none like Ahab, which did sell himself 
to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. So uh, she had a, a bad influence uh, upon Ahab, and uh, he was bad enough as it was. Uh, but then she stirred up a lot more uh, treacherous things, uh, and they practiced them. Now, Ahab and Jezebel were Athaliah's parents. So she had evil influence. Um, we know uh, uh, I, I put down we don't know what brought Je Jehoram and Athaliah together, but I think we do. We find in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 18 where it says that uh, that he joined a, uh, a offending him. I'm not saying that right, I know. Oh, with uh, uh, Ahab. And um, so that means, I looked that up, and uh, that means that they formed an alliance together. And uh, that alliance involved um, the marriage of, uh, of um, Ahab's son and uh, uh, Jehoshaphat's, no, Jehoshaphat's son and Ahab's daughter. So they were married. We, uh, there's an account in the Bible of, of that alliance and how that uh, Jehoshaphat uh, went up uh, into the northern kingdom and uh, they worked together. And uh, so their two children became husband and wife. Now, um, Jehoram, he was the son of Jehoshaphat, and he was from the southern kingdom of Judah. And Athaliah, uh, she was from the northern kingdom, the kingdom of Israel. And um, so they began uh, then um, their devious work um, among the people. Now, Jehoram, king of Judah, uh, when he died, um, yeah, he became king when Jehoshaphat died. And um, instead of following uh, the righteous ways of his father, Jehoshaphat, why, this is what the Bible said concerning him. He walked in the way of the kings of Israel and did that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Um, this is an important statement, I think. 
in Second Chronicles 21 and 7, it says, Howbeit the Lord would not destroy the house of David because of the covenant that he made with David. And as he promised to give light to him and to his sons forever. So, uh, as I said, uh, the Lord had promised David that there would not fail uh, a, a, a king to sit upon his throne. And uh, so, uh, even though uh, they were doing terrible things and they were leading people in the wrong way, uh, you cannot thwart God's plan. You cannot uh, uh, break the promise of God. And uh, so uh, that promise was confirmed. But now, uh, Jehoram, Athaliah's husband, he reigned in Judah eight years. But because of his evil ways, he died from a plague uh, that the Lord sent upon him. He had a disease of the bowels. And uh, so, uh, in addition to the fact that he died, uh, the uh, Philistines and the Arabians and the Ethiopians, uh, they came to Judah and they carried away all that was found in the king's house, including his wives and his sons, except the youngest one. Uh, there was one that they were not able uh, to carry away. And we'll try to cover that uh, as we go along. I don't know how much, whether I'm going to run out of time or not, but... Anyway, following the demise of Jehoram, the only survivor of the invasion was uh, Ahaziah, and I probably didn't pronounce that right, but he was the youngest son of Jehoram and Athaliah. And uh, so... Uh, he was made king by the people of Jerusalem. And he reigned one year. And um, the Bible says that he also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab. For his mother, this is Athaliah, was his counselor to do wickedly. He walked also after their counsel. And um, so uh, her son uh, became king when her husband uh, passed away. Um, now, we read in the, the scripture also that Jehu, uh, he was one of the northern kings. Uh, the Lord had um, had him anointed by Elijah um, and um, to be king and also uh, to uh, uh, dis destroy uh, the house of Ahab. Um, 
it says, um, Ahaziah, the king of Judah, uh, he was hiding. You remember that uh, they came and they ransacked his home and took everything away, uh, took his wives and his children and everything else. And uh, so uh, he was hiding. He was hiding uh, in Samaria. And so Jehu found him, and he slew him, for he had aligned himself with the house of Ahab. That's Second uh, Chronicles 22, 5 and 9. And when Athaliah, the mother of King Ahaziah, heard that her son was dead, now, now listen to this. When they heard that uh, he was dead, or when she heard that he was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal. Now, the seed royal has reference to the bloodline of David. Um, and so... Uh, the, the bloodline from which the Messiah was to come. And so this murderous act would have included her grandchildren as well as the nephews and nieces of her son and his wives. You know, kings back then, they had more than one wife. Uh, Solomon, uh, you remember, he had uh, many wives. And many of the other kings did also. They had children by these wives as well. So uh, all of the bloodline, uh, uh, she thought that she had killed them all. And uh, uh, this murderous act would have, I already read that. Now, Athaliah, she had been queen in Judah ever since she married Jehoram. And she continued to be king uh, when her uh, queen, when her son uh, reigned as king. And uh, she was determined that she was not going to risk losing control. She controlled uh, her husband, she controlled her son, and she wasn't about to lose control uh, over Judah as the queen. And Second Kings 11, 1 and 3 says, and Athaliah did reign over the land for six years. So she was a ruling queen over the land of Judah. However, unknown to her, uh, Josheba, the daughter uh, of Joram, and she would have been uh, Ahaziah's sister, um, 
Um, she, uh, when uh, Athaliah began to kill all of the uh, the seed, the royal seed, why she went in and she uh, stole or picked up a one-year-old baby and fled with it. Now this was, uh, you know, I said a while ago, uh, when God has a plan, you can't change it. Amen. You know, you can't change it. Now she was, she thought, you know, that she is getting rid of everyone that was a, uh, an heir to the throne, so she wouldn't lose control. And uh, so, um, she stole this baby, uh, and uh, she took him and hid him in the house of the Lord. And uh, uh, his name was Joash. And uh, Joash was the only one left of the bloodline of David. All the rest of them were killed. And, uh, but she rescued him, and uh, the promise of God to David stood firm. God's plan cannot be altered or set aside. So the death of... Uh, uh, she, like everybody else, had to die, you know. So, but everything seemed to be going really good for her. She had been ruling king, a queen, for six years, and uh, one day she heard a noise in the temple. So she went to see what was going on. And the high priest, Jehoadad, had gathered all the rulers of Judah together. They brought Joash, now seven years old, uh, into the temple. And uh, now Joash was the son of Ahaziah, and so he, had a, he was a rightful heir to the throne. And so Jehoadad put the crown on Joash, and he anointed him and made him king of Judah. And the Bible says they clapped their hands and said, God save the king. So uh, um, when Athaliah, when uh, she came in and she saw what was going on, she began to cry, treason, treason. In other words, she was saying, you have betrayed me. Well, they didn't betray her. She had no rightful, she was no, not a rightful heir to the throne. Uh, she had just taken over uh, after her husband died. And, uh, and, and they allowed her to run uh, the kingdom for six years. But now the high priest who was Jehoadad, uh, it was his wife uh, that had stolen Joash uh, and took him and hid him all of these years. And uh, so uh, 
um, Jehoadad, he gave the command uh, to kill Athaliah with the sword, but not in the house of the Lord. So they laid hands on her as she came by the way. Uh, by the way, the horses came into the king's house, and there she was slain. And Josiah, or Joash, I'm sorry, Joash began to reign when he was seven years old. Now, you say, well, surely he didn't reign as king. He wouldn't have uh, had the judgment to make all the decisions and everything that needed to be made. Well, the Bible says that the high priest, Jehoadad, was his advisor, uh, and, uh, and he reigned. Now, the moral of the story, uh, Athaliah, I probably haven't said that right once. But anyway, she followed the evil way of her parents and her grandparents. Um, the Bible, you know, when God gave to Israel the law, he uh, came down on Mount Sinai and he uh, spoke those commandments and later uh, he wrote them in tablets of stone but he said, Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any, any graven image or bow down and worship it. He said, I'm a jealous God. And uh, uh, he said, uh, um, requiring or demanding uh, and I can't get the quotation just right. You'll have to forgive me. But he, anyway, he said uh, that uh, those commandments were to be kept. And he said that, that children should obey their parents, their fathers and mothers. And uh, so this, uh, this had not taken place. You know, uh, uh, they had been worshiping Baal. They had been doing all kinds of, of uh, immoral things. And uh, so she had no religious principles. She had no moral principles. She had no social principles. And she was a very wicked woman. Um, so um, parents are to teach their children and enforce moral and religious principles. Um, I think that's why she turned out the way she did. The Bible said, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. And uh, so she didn't have that upbringing. And uh, she was just allowed to do whatever she wanted to do, whenever she wanted to do it. And she, she uh, 
advocated uh, Baal worship. And Brother Curtis, I'm sure he's going to tell you about the 450 prophets that ate at her table, you see. So um, I think she, as I said, had no more training. And uh, she just did what she wanted to do. Now, I think, listen, I'm closing. Uh, I think some of the great problems in America today can be laid at the feet of parents. I think parents, we don't take it serious enough bringing children up in the way they should go. Um, and uh, so she did not have a good example to follow. Uh, and evidently there was no discipline involved. And there was lack of religious Bible, biblical training. And so that's why she turned out the way she did. I've got just about five minutes left, and this comes to my mind. I was talking about um, the bloodline of David and the promise of God that there not fail in one to sit upon the throne. Uh, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary, told her she was going to give birth to a child. Uh, that angel told her that he would sit upon the throne of David. And then over in the last book of the Bible, the book of the Revelations, in the fifth chapter, we have a picture of one sitting on the throne with a book in his hand, sealed with seven seals. And uh, the question was asked, who can take the book and open the seals? And they searched. They searched heaven. They searched earth. They searched beneath the earth. And there was no one that was found worthy to take the book to loose the seals and look thereupon. And John said, I began to weep. And... Um, there was one that said, weep not. He said, there's one that has prevailed. The line of the tribe of Judah. You see, uh, the Lord Jesus was the descendant that was to come uh, and uh, keep that promise that was made to David. And he did come and he did keep it. There was great rejoicing. You know, uh, they began to sing, and they said, uh, Thou hast redeemed us by thy blood from among men. And you know, uh, it said that when they looked, they saw him, and they saw him as the lamb, the lamb that had been slain. He had the marks of having been slain. And yet he was alive. And the Lord Jesus was put to death. But it wasn't possible for death to hold him. 
and he came to life. And he still lives. He lives today. So that's my lesson. I know I've done very poorly. I, I know that. Um, but I hope that you got the picture of how evil this woman was and why she was so evil. And uh, I hope that it will be inspired, you know, to try to do better. Uh, to, I hope that our, uh, the generation following us will be better than we've been. I hope they'll be stronger. I, I hope they'll carry the torch higher and set the, a better example even than we've set and that the church of the Lord Jesus will flourish and lost people will be saved and born into the kingdom of God. I want to thank you for listening to me and, and uh, I pray God's blessings upon each and every one of you. Thank you so much.